Hey there, beautiful, and a happy, happy welcome back to the Passion Break podcast. I am super delighted that you are here listening this inspiring type of breaking and wisdom filled stories so that you could reach towards to your personal potential and more satisfying life. So I figured that every 10th episode would be with me, myself and I, <laughs> so that we have a grounding point before we're jumping into the another role of beautiful guests. So today I was thinking to share with you my work as a podcast host, my journey to this podcast, and why I'm such a rooter for storytelling. Because lately I've been just thinking so much about purpose, personal growth, my own talents, my childhood woundings, and that how everything kind of comes together and directs me towards the path of alignment. Um, I overall feel that what we are currently experiencing as a collective is just like, wow, <laughs> it is a huge change. It is a chance for new beginnings. I, we're, I feel like we're kind of being in this rebirth, this checking in with our values, understanding what truly matters to us, what actually like lights up our inner fire, what brings us closer to ourselves and therefore closer to our loved ones and how to heal and come back into peace. And I I just love to sometimes stop and just look around and understand how cool this time we're living right now is. But of course, there's the other, other part of it, which is very uncool, which we all know about, about climate change and plastic pollution and everything that the sea spiracy told us and yeah we we have that side but i've chose to not forget and not suppress and dismiss that part but to focus on what i can do what i can be and how can i be the best the most potential, the most truest version of myself so that I can serve my purpose and alignment. Um, and I, I really want to say that it is good to also not stick into like, oh, my purpose. You know, sometimes it can get too much. I know that I use that word a lot, but I would like to say that when I say purpose, I mean the truest part of you the one you wear when you were born and you knew exactly what you're going to be like and what you're gonna do but then everything just got you know there came your parents habits and patterns their beliefs uh there came the world's and society's habits and patterns and beliefs and those kind of sculptured you and you needed to find yourself again but i think through that journey when you were finding yourself again where the the bits and the pieces which really brought you where you are now and where you are going and therefore they were really important they were super important but um just that you know that in you lies all the answers. There lies the alignment. And when I talk about alignment, I mean 
a feeling that, yeah, I am doing something that I love, which brings joy. I feel that I'm talented at this. I feel that I can put myself into it and just feel like it's making a difference. That's what I'm talking about when I say alignment. But now let's jump into the episode and I hope you enjoy it. Okay, so you might know that I started the Passion Break podcast in the late April and it was very spontaneous. I had done recordings a lot, a lot. Um, Like I told in the first episode, I used to send a long, long voice messages to my friends. And as soon as I started this podcast, I kind of stopped sending those messages because I could see that I was putting my voice out there. I was telling the stories. I was sharing my beliefs. I was sharing my values. And that was very important for me. And it had came as a, um, yeah, as a voice recording to my friends before because I didn't think about or I didn't have a gut to start the podcast. Um, But yeah, when I started, it was super spontaneous. I was just like, let me just record an episode. Like I'm thinking about it, that I'm actually like recording so that I get that structure um, that this is going to get out there, you know, and then um, just putting it out there, like just seeing what people will, you know, respond and um, feel what what I feel like. Do I want to continue? Do I want to? Like, does this feel good to me? Does this feel like I get joy out of this? Does it feel like, wow, this is something I really, really like to do? And it was. And as soon as I started to send out invitations for guests, I already knew a lot of people that I want to have a conversation um, recorded with. And like, the like, let's say I sent 10 and nine of them was like, yes. So it was so cool. Like it, it it felt like flow. It felt like people really wanted to be part of this project. And um, as soon as I put it out there in the world, uh, now we have 250 streams. And it's just it just was for me, like even though there wouldn't have been any streams, I would have been just so happy that it's out there. Um, yeah, I, I went through last year, um, pretty hard time when... A friend of mine passed away in a really early age as a 23-year-old. And it really changed my perspective because I've always been a person that is super um, driven. Like if I choose to do something, I do it wholeheartedly. I just do it 100%. I don't doubt. I just do it. And I've always said and known that we don't have time like I just believe in that we don't we don't have time to just like (laughs) not pursue or passions and dreams it's just like we have the time to be here to grow and learn and experience and drive towards to our passions and things that brings us truest joy and spend time with our loved ones that's what I believe in um because when I got the news of my friend, um, it, it was, it was, I can't even like explain how it felt. It just felt like, um, 
I haven't talked about it out loud, so it just feels weird to open up about it. But it was just this um, moment of thinking, what have I done with my life? And if I would now like pass on, what would people see me as? What do I leave behind? Um, and if I would look back of all the years I've lived and all the things and experiences, how how would I feel about them? And would I have any regrets? Would would I actually think about like, damn it, I just I just should do that, or you know, like why didn't I send that message to that person, or why I didn't just apply to that damn course, or you know, those things. I was I was going it through and. It really put me in this two-month lingering, like, I don't know what it's called, like a, like a smoothie machine. <laughs> like, I felt that in that smoothie machine, two things got separate. The bullshit in me and the truth in me. And what I mean with that bullshit is that, oh, I can't. No, I will do it later. Oh, I heard I'm heard about this. It's it's the victim attitude. It's it's the, you know, yeah, it's 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 every bullshit, all the bullshit part of me that doesn't really belong to me, but I've I've taken in through my life and like I said in the beginning of the podcast, the beliefs, what I've learned and the patterns and the habits that doesn't really serve my truest self. And then there was the truest self, which was like so passionate, so eager, so like let's do this. What are you freaking waiting for? You have the talent. You you have the sources. You have the platforms. Like, let's just do it. And that's the time when I started my newsletter. That was my first step. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to put in my Instagram. Hey, people, I I want to start writing newsletter. If you want to subscribe into my newsletter, just send uh, send a DM, a DM. Then I wrote my new like first newsletter. I got like 20 subscribers or something, which I was so like surprised. I was like, okay, 20 people actually wants to like read what I write. And yeah, then, then I started to send my newsletter and it just felt it felt extremely good. I, I put it out there. I, I designed it myself. I wrote the words from my heart and I got such a good feedback. And then I knew this is the feeling that I want to have. I want to create something and I want to put it out there. And when I get even one person saying that it moved them, I feel done. You know, I feel like, mm, where do I sign off? You know, and it just, it just woke up this eager this passion this drive to just pursue more and not like bigger and better but just like what do I actually want to strive for what is it actually that wakes up that mm? like for example every time now when I set up my uh, podcast setup which is basically my laptop my microphone a couple of notes and sit down in a quiet room me this this space it just feels like it feels that I'm in my essence. It feels like I am doing this from my soul, from my heart. I There's nothing unpure about it. It just feels like, mm, you know? And, and like I said, again, I don't do it for money. I don't do it for fame. I do it because I love to do it. And if there comes money out of it, and if there comes people who wants to follow me, that's amazing. 
it's it's a byproduct, but it's not the reason why I'm doing it. And that's why I think that that's the reason why we so many times find a work that it's not aligned for us because we go in the front of thinking that this will bring us money or something that pacifies our ego, whatever it is. And that's just wrong approach. But if we go with our heart, if we go with our like soul, that this is something that I really, really like, this this wakes up the spark in me, that's the right approach. Yes. And I'm so glad and I'm so happy that after those two months of really deep grieving, I was really like a phoenix rising from the ashes because I knew and I accepted that that's the cycle of life and there was nothing that I could have done about it. And deep down in my heart, I knew that he was in a good place. Like, I know it's so cliche, but I had a really, really strong sense that he was good. He was okay. He was more than okay. And yeah, I I wasn't, you know, worrying like, oh, he had so many years to live. Like, I don't believe in that. Like, I, I don't believe that, you know, more years you have in your life, more happy or healthy. And, you know, we, we thrive for this, like, oh, he lived 90 years or she was 98 when she passed on. Like, wow, what a life. We have no idea what that 98 years consisted. Like, it could be you know, 40 years freaking awesomeness, you know, or 60 years full of shit, you know? So I think we need to go beyond that thinking of the years and just think about the quality in those years. And I think that one of the big, big part of that grieving process was that I understood that I was also grieving for my father um, because my father was very absent um, since I was seven. And um, he he was like, I had always really good uh, relationship with my dad. And suddenly when he was absent and um, I had a new family structure, it's just like, it kind of made me feel this missing someone triggered that child self missing my dad. And I truly believe that I was also going really strongly through that grieving process that I never did before. And I think when we exactly go through those really hard feelings, we allow them. We allow them, we see them, we recognize them, and then they're ready to go. Um, and I feel, I think that that is the, the really, really important part with the hard feelings Um, what we really don't want in our life to just actually allow them and to understand that we are meant to feel the spectrum of feelings, even the society and even the the outside world is really showing us like, oh, you got to be happy. You got to be grateful. Like you got to drive for bigger and better. And like, you can achieve this and that. And mama, mama, like we just put these, um, yeah, we put these like, uh, um, illusions of like if you achieve this you will be happy and people who have this title they are happy and we really need to go beyond that we really need to think about what is it personally individually for us that makes us grateful makes us happy and we have to be super 
super open to dream and go out of that box of like, this is the limits that I am supposed to reach. Like beyond this limit, not possible. No, that's, that's false. You are limitless. We are limitless. And we come from a very different backgrounds. So of course we, we, we are having different starting points, but I still think that all of us, we are really limitless. We shouldn't define ourselves from our background. You know, we shouldn't say, oh, well, you know, this and that happened. So it's not possible for me because it is possible. It is possible to come from pretty poor background and be literally the most Google person on earth. You know, it's just, it sounds strange because it's beyond our vision what the world has taught to us. But when we are setting ourselves into that um, vision and believe that we are limitless I believe that that frees or true self to believe in itself because that is and has been for me really like the core to just believe in myself when I started these projects that I have now no one else said to me that you should do it you're super good at recording you're super good at talking you should start a podcast nobody did that I said to myself I should start a podcast I love recording I love telling these stories I should do it and I did and I think that's the best you know I was myself and I still am my biggest fan and I root for myself um and I have to because even all the people who would listen to my podcast and say, mm, I don't I don't really resonate with this. Okay, you don't, but I resonate with this. I love this. And and I have to keep going because I don't know when there's gonna come people that actually says, damn, I resonate with this, you know? So like I said in the beginning, I'm not doing this for anyone else. I am doing this for myself because I feel that this is matching my values and my passions and my drive. And that is where the beauty comes from. Because when I'm doing something that is super aligned for me, people can see that. And that's why it resonates with many. Because they are like, damn, like, she's in alignment. She's in her sweet spot. And it's truthful what she talks. And... It's not pretended, it is pure. And we all love something that is pure. Like who doesn't love a baby that hasn't done anything else than just just birth out into this world? We love that because it's so pure. They're so unsinful. They're just there like, mm, you know, with their baby butts, you know? And, and we love that. We love to see that authenticity. Um, and unfortunately, there's not enough authenticity in this world. And that is one of the biggest reasons why I, I chose to bring people into this podcast that really has a story to tell. Um, I love stories. I like, I think we can learn from stories so much because they really happened. There are someone's truth. There are someone's ordinary. There are someone's beliefs, patterns, habits. They are, mm, they're part of them and they're part of their lives. So when they are telling their story, it just feels like 
for that second or a minute or an hour, we can be part of their reality. And I think it's so healing because from their reality, we can find ourselves, we can find peace of ourselves, we can find um, memories, we can maybe even find triggers or inspiration or something that, you know, that little spark that "Mm, I want to do that too. Or I felt that way too. I'm not alone with my feeling. Or wow, that is so cool. This just this just feels so inspiring, so authentic. Mm, I want to be able to tell that kind of story as well. You know, these are the small messages that you should really take note on and, and take it kind of like seriously, like, oh, okay, like I actually really, like even jealousy is a really great um, feeling because it's telling you that that's something that you really, really want. And um, even though it is, just entitled, let's say that someone has reached 100k subscribers in YouTube uh, and you're like, damn, I'm jealous. I have a YouTube channel which has 50, 50 subscribers. Like I really want to reach on that point. And maybe it's not just a number because it doesn't really na- matter what is the number. Okay. It matters in such a case that it might bring more income. But what really maybe you're craving for and you're jealous for is the the viewership that there's actually more people seeing you there's actually more shares more comments more interaction and that's maybe you deeply want you know it's not we need to see also be like under and beyond what is actually what is actually laying in that what we desire and what we want and um yeah, they're just amazing notes to see when your body actually reacts to something. Like, you know, you listen to a podcast episode and you're like, like, I'm still thinking about it. Like you're thinking about it three or four hours or a day after of that story. And and I really think that you should understand that your your interests, your desires, your dreams, they're given to you. They, they're unique gift no one in the world wants exactly what you want to to its like smallest detail and I I really really encourage you to take it seriously you know like damn like this is what I dream of this is what I want take it seriously it was given to you it's part of you and follow those you know because I I used to say to myself like well so many people wants to start a YouTube channel. Like it's not a, you know, it's not a, just like a special unique dream. Yeah, but nobody wanted to start a YouTube channel exactly with my personality, exactly with the edit that I want to do, with the words and the, the philosophy and the values and the viewpoints, what I have. Nobody has that. And there is people, there's like... I don't even know what the population of Earth currently is, but there's a lot of people. So there's for sure enough people to see your videos or listen to your podcast if that's something you want to go to or start your business. So clients. So even though there's hundreds and thousands of videographers or photographers, you can still make a difference. You can still get a client base. And that was something that I needed to tell myself multiple times. Um, Because it's so easy to go into that like, oh, well, 
I know Joe and Joe does photography and he's really good at it. Oh, well, great. If you want to be a photographer, go to like help Joe, go to see what he does on his job. Like take it as an like advantage, take it as like a step towards your dream, not like a threaten towards your dream. And also when you scroll Instagram and you see someone who does what you want, like connect to them. Don't be like, oh, such a bitch, like, uh, you know, feeling like jealous and you you kind of want to like draw away. No, be authentic and be like, damn girl, I love what you do. Like, it would be so cool to connect with you. Like, I don't know, like, you know, have even a call. I would like to know more about your work or if that's too much to just start to like see how she does it. And this is a really important. You should never, ever, ever copy someone's work because that is, that is as a creator, that is like so it's so sad. It feels so sad. It's like you've put your soul and heart into it and someone thinks that they can use it. Um, like they can, they can just use it, uh, like without any credit. Um, so I think it's so important to understand that you shouldn't try to be the other creator or the other business owner or the other athlete or whatever it is, what you want. Like you shouldn't follow their path. It is like, you should, understand that they inspire you and that there's something that is really resonating with you but you got to do it in your own way through your own journey and through your own skill set and um yeah that is really important because if you start to just copy you will you will go to an unauthentic road and for sure you will not get the same results as this person because she or he did it authentically um as they did it authentically, they draw the right energy and they draw the magnetic energy to get people and resources to keep doing what they do. Um, and yeah, if you're if you're copying them, then it's actually going to like bring you um, unauthentic energy and not the magnetism doesn't work the same way. So yeah, really the essence why I started the podcast was a personal need and personal desire, just a place where I could fulfill my talents and my likes. And when I found that space and when I kind of brought it in together, you know, I I put the puzzle pieces together knowing that I love to create stories. I love to tell stories. I like to read stories. Um, And then I love to talk. I love to conversate. I love to record. Um, And then that I love to like create designs and kind of like a really like a vision and kind of this like um, creative space. Then I just understood and put this together that being a podcast host has all of that. And that's that's what I love and and um and that's what something what I found that can be really cool tool to use if you're not exactly sure like you have these five different interests that you want to do and like how the like you know I love the politics and then I also love pink color and then I also love baking and like how the hell like baking and pink color and politics are like going together but then you just merge 
and understand that they are possible to work together. So let's say that you put a bakery that is painted in pink and has all kind of political books and newspapers and uh, you you keep like a voting events, you know, like it's just you have to be super creative and to just understand that there will be people um who will be interested of that like if you like it and if you're interested of it there will be some other people who are interested of it and again the the combination of the interests are unique selection um there might be a people who love red color but they don't they don't mind to come into a pink cafe you know or there there's people who doesn't like politics but they just love your bread you know so it's it's um your combination is unique and you will make it if you just combine them because then you are authentic and you are standing out. Um, so it's just a little tip out there. <laughs> but storytelling, I just feel that it's it's holding such an essence. It's holding it's holding that beauty of resonating, and that's why I chose to have it as the beating heart for the podcast. As I now feel so tuned in with what I do, I love to think about, was there something that I could have recognized like in my childhood and in my early teens or something? Was, was there was there like a clear sign like, girl, this is what what lights up your inner fire? And I would say that, yes, there was, but I wasn't really thought to look at those um those signs so um I remember really clearly one memory sticks out really clearly to me and that was when we were into stables so I used to ride horses and I was on the on the car we were listening to radio and when the music ended there was like a uh yeah young woman radio host and just we just the joy in her voice just made me like wow, like she's really doing something that she loves. And and just hearing that cheerful voice coming in from the radio and I'm sitting in the car wanting to listen to her, it just made me feel like that's something I want to do. <laughs> and it is something I'm doing. And it's it's just so amazing. Like it's so amazing to kind of draw the dots, you know? And, um, and my mom always told me that I used to, like read books before I knew how to read so I was like looking at the pictures in the book and just telling a story from my head so I was always being like really creative with the storytelling and I also wrote into notebooks before I knew how to write so I was just literally like doodling different letters and just like doodling you know baby doodles in a in a notebook and and that I think that was so fascinating. Exactly. Like I had that. My, my sister wasn't doing that. Like I remember my big sister saying to me once, like, it's so cool that you write so much into your journals. Like I bought a journal to me. I wanted to write, but there wasn't just text coming. And I was like, what? Like for me, it's just like I could write and write and write. You know, I could write the whole day and I could still write. <laughs> like It's just ongoing flow. And because it's something that I've grown up with, it's 
it's a skill and and it is a desire that I've had since I was born. So I don't recognize that. I think that everyone is having that skill. I think everyone is a good at writing and everybody could journal. You know, it's just about practice or it's just about starting it. That's bullshit. No, it's not. Like every one of us has something that we are really good at. Do we recognize it? or not but we have it and um it is just about seeing them recognizing them and starting to pursuing them and believing them that actually kickstarts it you know for me it was something that was there so now i had a beautiful possibility to step out and talk about them and talk out loud not in a way of like, uh-huh. not in a cocky way to say like, oh, I got it better. No, people wants to hear from you if you have something great to give to them. You know, if you have a perspective, if you have a story to tell, if you have a different kind of ordinary, you know, step into the picture and say, hey, I, I, I have this and I've worked for it and this is the tools that I use and I used to believe in this and I used to have this struggle but I went through that struggle with x y and z you know and that's also why I feel that there's so much purpose in our struggles as well because we go through those struggles to survive from them in that survival what we all have inside is telling us hey you survived this. Now tell your story. Tell to someone who's struggling right now, tell that, hey, I survived from it. And this is what helped me survive. And it's obviously so individual for everyone. But if I think about my struggles and those darkest and deepest days, oh, I wish that I've gone to a YouTube channel or a podcast or person or an Instagram account that had survived what I was going through. Because that that is the light, that is the spark, that is the, you know, light in the end of the tunnel of like, okay, somebody has gone through it and she or he is talking so authentically about it, so honestly about it. She or he is sharing the feelings, um, what I am having now, so I have hope, you know, we need hope, we need hope so much. And, and sometimes we don't have it for ourselves. And then when someone else says you can do it, like you can damn do it, you will survive from this. It's just like brings this hope that I will. And that's what we need. We need our own belief. But sometimes we need the other person to really kind of holding our hand even for a second um, so that we don't feel so alone with our struggles, because we all have struggles, no matter who we are, we have struggles. And no matter how perfectly we present our life in social media or outside, it's never the truth. It's never the real truth. And that can make us feel really miserable and um yeah, really like alone with our feelings and with our struggles because we think that we're the only ones, but hell no, we're not. And that is so important to recognize because then you can really start to like raise your hope, start to, um, yeah, start to believe 
into that light in the end of the tunnel and when you get into that light you're like whew like if I look back to my problems and my struggles I can so go into that middle of the feeling and really feel it in my flesh and bones how real that struggle was um because we kind of tend to forget when the days get better um how you know, what we went through and what what was there. Um, But when I'm thinking about them, in my head, they make total sense. Right in that moment, they didn't make any sense. And it was so frustrating that you're experiencing something that you don't want to experience, but you are with those feelings. Um, And you just want to get out. You just want to escape. You just want to feel even a spark of a joy. And when you... (laughs) When you exactly go in through an Instagram and you can see these people having the best time of their lives and you're just struggling, it just makes you feel like so miserable. And just knowing that when you get into the lives and when you are having those better days and year and two and three after, you can look back and maybe even say thank you for that because that struggle showed you how freaking brave you are how freaking strong you are and how you survive you are like a damn diamond which is now like made uh through life you know the heavy mountains pressing the crystal and making it shine brighter when the sun hits it it shines because it has gone through that pressure and now it's like look at me world (laughs) and that's what I really believe it's it's what I've experienced in my past has brought me here and I don't I don't want to delete anything from my past because it has raised me the being that I am today so there's for sure stuff that I need to heal I need to take care of what happened I need to take responsibility of what happened and not surrendering to that victimhood but to just know that those were also a gift in a way or another but I don't I don't want to say that that's all the time and every time I can just only talk from my personal perspective because I also know that there's something some happenings and some some memories and some things that just just feels like you can't call them even after 10 or 15 years as a gift you know and we know that and that's why I don't want to say it as a fact but what I personally see and view from my past I consider my struggles as a gift because now I am able to talk about them as a survivor and help others who are having those struggles to see the light and see and feel the hope um so I can be what I love to call the light shiner I I can be the lighthouse standing on those rocks and I can see the sailors struggling in the sea the storm you know and and you can see that their boats are going everywhere and they're they are they're freaking out they're like oh my god I don't know where to sail how am I going to survive and then you come into the scene you shine the light they can see your light they can know that there's land in there where they can step into a steady ground and they can follow that light uh I got just shimmers now (laughs) 
and and I think that's so beautiful metaphor because we we need those light shiners. And if you have a struggle from your past that you've you've overcome, um, you're a survivor. You're this freaking goddess who got it and. It's so important that if you have an even a tiny little feeling that you want to talk about it, do it because there's someone who craves to hear your story, who craves to hear your struggle. Um, and it's so important that you give your gift to them to tell your experience and your authentic feelings. And remember that just always start from small. Like you don't, if you don't want to put yourself out there fully, you can always start a private podcast or a private newsletter or private chat group or Facebook group or just like that you can start from a really small uh, act and that can start to like snowball, like that can have that snowball effect. And Really, whoever you are and wherever you are, I believe in you. I truly do. And I'm so thankful that you are here and listening to these words because I truly hope that they spark something in you to just say like, hey, F, I'm going to start this and this project. And if you don't know yet what you want to start or what you want to do or what is your passion, calm down. You will know it. Just let the life like come to you and just take a step at the time. That's like really, I know it's freaking cliche, but I really, when the, when the hardest days are around me, what is my best cure is not meditation. It's not journaling. It's not talking about it. It is believing that when I just know what I'm going to do next, whether it is going to a shower, whether it is um, eating, whether it is going for a walk, then I'm good. And I just want to really quickly touch on that when we are having super hard feelings, rarely we will feel better if we sit down and think about them or if we lie in bed and think about them. Like I think that's actually making everything worse. And that's why I, I love meditation and I love like mindfulness practices because they're really great practices to kind of silence the noise. But if you're having an inner war, you're just going to be in the middle of a battlefield and from my own experience I've never ever find peace by being in the middle of the battlefield and the best is usually to take action put a theme on it that this next thing that I'm going to do is something that really nurtures me it is like self-loving practice um and when you just keep it in that way I believe that like one step, one step, one step, you you will, that the war will calm down even a little bit and you can get a little bit more like clarification. And sometimes thinking about others and doing something for others is the best cure. Because when we are having that inner battle and having those hard feelings, we're so deep in ourselves um and very much in a very unauthentic place that just thinking about more of ourselves can like make it worse so baking a cake for for your friends or asking someone to go play football with you or um 
calling to your mom and saying like, hey, can I come over? Like something to do for someone else. I remember having this one evening that I felt extremely anxious. Uh, I was so deep in my in my thoughts and and thinking about my future and then I was just saying to myself hey you know what I'm I'm gonna write Christmas cards that was around Christmas and I started to write Christmas cards for other people and after writing those letters putting my love putting my you know wishes wishing them the best Christmas was just the best cure because I was thinking about them and when I was thinking about them I recognized how many people I have around me how many friends I have around me. And even though in this moment, I felt so alone with my feelings, just the perspective of starting to write those Christmas cards made me really understand that that's not true. Even though I was feeling that way, it wasn't my truth. And feelings are so easy on fooling on us because we Thing that we are or feelings that is so important to understand that whatever hard feeling you're experiencing it doesn't equal to you it's not like I feel anxious I am anxious or you know if I feel sad I'm a sad person no you're not like that's not what you are that is a feeling that you're experiencing it is literally like that you are a freaking airbnb where those feelings comes and they stay for some time they're on vacay from someone else's and they just want to stay in your body for some time and you are the freaking host you can whistle and say like you get the hell out of here you are not a good guest or you can also just allow them to sit in your sofa and sleep in your bed for some time take their time take the vacay and just be like okay are you ready now because I'm kind of ready to you to leave you know and not like you need to separate you and you need to separate your feelings and this also goes for good feelings like I used to be in my past like super super like loving and feel love super quick and um this was a codependent pattern but I didn't recognize it then so I could like fall in love like super quick and I was like oh my god I'm so in love and I was just like talking about love and how much I feel for that person and then like my friends were like uh you saw you saw him once and I was like you know when you know you know you know (laughs) and he was like oh no (laughs) like it's your codependent pattern like a trauma that is waking up this feeling that you just want to like find the next uh, person who is going to hold your hand and you can serve them and blah 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 we don't need to go deep on that that I felt love it wasn't true it wasn't true love hell no it wasn't it was just a feeling that rose from my woundings and my trauma and deep deep in me I knew that this guy is an asshole but I didn't see it that way because I had the trauma and the wounding which were like let me take the stage you know and as soon as I healed that trauma and that wounding and recognized it that's the freaking number one thing to accept it to recognize it then you can start to be aware of it and that's where the healing uh starts from like we end all the other episodes with the four questions I thought they would be super interesting that I answer to those four questions and um 
yeah, so we're going to do that. And I want to say that I actually want to change the questions for every, like, again, like 10 episodes. And then I change the the questions and then it goes like, again, 10 and 10 and 10, because I want, like, there's so many different questions that I want to ask. So the first question was that, what is your favorite dessert? First of all, I want to say, like, why I wanted to ask this question is because it's so light one. Like, I think that my guests weren't really expecting me to ask that. Um, but yeah, my, my favorite dessert is croissant. I would say croissant. So I don't know how to say any, like, any other way than croissant. Uh, <laughs> just, a, just a funny fact, I was born in Luxembourg. So uh, my, my actually, the first language I ever heard was French. And then, of course, I was, I was raised by Finnish family. So that, that became the second language. But um, I also speak French. So it's, it's, my, it's my heart. It's my home. Uh, I, I love French culture in many, many ways. So that's why croissant is my favorite dessert. But I have to give credit for also uh, mud cake. I, I love chocolate. Um, so mud cake is amazing, amazing dessert. But if I would choose like an everyday dessert, that would be croissant and especially the almond croissant. Like, mm, mm, mm. Okay, then what lights up my inner fire? Um, oh, I think that there's things like obviously my work, doing this podcast, writing, they're all like lighting up my inner fire. But there's also other things that I will not want to make a career out of, but they light my inner fire like so damn bad. <laughs> and one of them, and probably the biggest one is surfing. Um, I wanted to be the surfer girl since my childhood, which was also kind of strange because I never seen surfing from any videos or TV, never like even in magazines or books. And we were living in Luxembourg, which doesn't have the ocean. So no surf. But um, I still always knew that surfing snowboarding skating like I want to be that girl my dream is to really like live in a place that I have a surf possibility um at least a half a year or something because I love it I always feel myself so much when I'm sitting in the surfboard watching the horizon being so close to the water playing with the water being one with the water oh diving into the water, basically anything to do with the ocean, sailing, diving, like, I just love that. So yes, that lights up my inner fire. Then where do I feel most home at? And I asked this question because um, I think that we can find home in a really unexpected places. You know, I was always thought that home is where your family is. And the country you were born or you spend your most of your childhood and I never resonated with that um, I never felt belongment in my home country and um, not I can't say truly like not in my family because I do feel home in my family but I think it is more I feel home with my family because I've spent so many years with them um, but not that I felt like such a belongment. I moreover like always wanted to find myself and I've always just known that 
like no this is not the truth like this is the truth um so I'm really good at recognizing truth and um I found my home at Portugal so I quit my job in Spain and I moved to Portugal and that was really really the time when my healing journey started when I started to become so aware of myself um when I started to really like live the best life ever <laughs> and I'm I'm still on it and um I love Portugal it feels like home it it's really a place that my heart belongs um but I really want to note that I've also learned that you know sometimes home is not a place that you are supposed to be your whole life you know um it is a place that brings you back to earth. It kind of grounds you. It's it reminds you and it um you know, it it like restores you, it nurtures you and it's like, okay, go on, child, go on experience. And and I also believe that um, you know, wherever we come from, wherever we come from, um, you know, not not like now I mean in a very spiritual perspective, like wherever place in a milky way we come from wherever is our deepest truest home there was a reason why we left because we're here on earth to experience um so i kind of used the same symbolism with the portugal i am now living in in stockholm in sweden and i'm i'm super happy i i am experiencing awesome ordinary and I'm really feeling like I'm in the right place. I feel that I am experiencing what I really want to experience. So yeah, I think it's really, really good to put out there that it's important to remember where's your home. It's important to recognize what actually feels home because it truly is a feeling, not an actual place. You know, someone can feel home at beach, ocean. It's just like, oh, I feel home. For someone, it can be totally different culture, country, even like you feel home at gym or uh, at the cafe or when you're doing some something, you feel at home. And I, I think that's just really, again, it kind of like reminds you, hey, this is important part of you. There's, there's a purpose why you feel this way. Then the last question is that what is your wildest dream you haven't yet reached? And why I wanted to ask this question is because it's so good to sometimes remind people that you have a wild dream that you might not believe in yourself. Um, wild is also just a feeling definition for what you see it as. Um, but my wildest dream is to have a beautiful, beautiful beach villa which is designed in a way that resonates with me and my soul and the people that I live there with. So my family or my partner, that it really resonates with us. Like every single door handle to the wall paint is resonating with us. It's like made for us. I don't just want the house. I really want to build an ordinary that is allowing me to really surrender into this highest potential because I've learned what really um 
what really resonates with me, what things are actually bringing me into my potential through just experiencing so many different places, houses, people, hobbies, etc., etc. I've started to understand like, hey, well, these kind of energy, this kind of people, this kind of a housing, this kind of a environment, this kind of a hobbies like brings me home, brings me feeling of like joy and excitement and passion and gratitude. So um I want to have my routine, I my dream day routine, ordinary routine, which I am really wanting to be as if I'm having it now already. And I'm actually having many parts of that feeling, but there is things missing that I want to manifest into the future. But yeah, that is my wildest dream. I truly hope that this has been an eye-opening, heartful conversation for you. I really want to thank your effort and time, just the love that you put into by listening my podcast. It really means so much to me to see and hear about you as well and just see that people are coming and listening. It just it just feels so good. So I really hope a really great rest of the day and just remember how freaking valuable you are. My damn beauty goddess there. Yes. <laughs> okay, so for now, let's see in the next episode. Ciao, ciao. I got some soul on my true collective ball. Famous, also famous, number one desirable. I do what I want when I want and how I want it. Leave you with a one in the air. I got some soul on my true collective ball. Famous, also famous, number one desirable.